sunglasses on the sun's rising and setting and just that level right now which is a bit surprising because not two hours ago I was in the water at Cox Bay with a heavy purple sky just leaving a slight liner of paleness a little orange but mostly the waves are green, emerald, with a sapphire twin tinge. A little bit all over the place, quite small, but lovely faces. And here we are, completely cleared up. That's Tofino for you in a nutshell. And that's what we do every week here on the Frequency Horizon. Just capture a little bit of that energy, such as with this intro song, Herman Hess by local artists. Butterfly wingtip. So tonight on the program, we got some local news we're going to bring you straight from the Fino Council offices. We'll tell you about a music festival or two coming up. We got an inspiring story about local Aboriginal basically reaching out to help a friend in need. And there we have a peace sign from outside the window. We have some travelers of the international variety. One, two, three, four, possibly five. Making their way in to Tough City Radio Studios. That's Floyd and his lot. They're going to tell you their story in a little bit. But we got got plenty of music to play. So let's get started. Whether you're driving pizza vehicle to bring me my pizza from Tony's or the rocking out in the dish pit. This is the Frequency Horizon. Let's get it started with JXSH. Heartless. You know, nice way to, to enter into the evening as the waves calm down. And the verdant green of the trees become that much more brilliant as the sun powers on. Enjoy. Oh 
GXSH with Heartless. Next up, we're going to play Corona by Boards of Canada.
Ports of Canada with Corona. And there's plenty of interesting chatter happening here live in Tough City Radio Studios. We're about to bring that to the masses, so stay tuned. But I wanted to play a song that popped into my head while I was surfing today. It's Bass Nectar. In honor of his album that's coming out, this is an older track, FSOSF.
That was Bass Nectar with FSOSF from 2007. And before that, we had a lovely Boards of Canada Corona, a track that doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. JXSH Heartless started it off after the lovely intro, which was Herman Hess, a butterfly wingtip, a local artist. This has already turned into one of the most magnificent Frequency Horizon episodes to date. Those of you out in Radio Land, thanks for tuning in. Keep going hard in the dish pit if that's what you're doing over there at Tony's, or if you're out, you know, somewhere else, uh, you know, working hard tonight. Keep it up. But uh, we have a bunch of interesting guests in studio. One, two, three, four, five, six. Am I missing anyone? Six people have joined us today. But for now, we're going to start. We got three people on the mic. Dave McKay from Bedford, that's the south of England. We have Floyd McGregor. The fellow I mentioned earlier, I met at uh, Yoga Today, and Sydney Fisher, dear old friend, formerly of Courtney, and you cue it, but down here from Montana. How are you guys doing? Yeah, really good. Doing fantastic. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming by the uh, the Tough City Radio Studios. That's pretty pretty brave of you, eh? Yeah, no blast. So good. So thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I was just, first of all, I wanted to see uh, Dave. How long have you been traveling for? I mean, you're from England, but it uh, sounds like you, you're a bit of a, tra- a traveler at this point, eh? Yeah, I've been away for quite a while. Um, coming, up to, coming up to about three years now, so I've been away for quite a long time. That's, that's a pretty epic journey that you're on. Does it feel that way, or is it just kind of daily life at this point? It kind of starts to feel like daily life right now. It's sort of the lifestyle I think I'm living. That's right on, man. Well, it's sweet to have you here in Tofino. Thanks for coming by, hey? Absolute pleasure. And Floyd McGregor. Yeah. He's got this, first I have to, I have to describe this, it's a pretty sweet necklace. It's, it almost is too big and intense to even be a necklace, and it's got some type of gem. Maybe you can tell me what that is in there? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking. So this has got a lot going on with it. Uh, my friend made this for me down in Colorado. Uh, just a pendant. I told him when I uh, when he was making it, I wanted like a power grid hanging right by my heart. Um, and so uh, it's got I got the smoky quartz. That's the ground there surrounding that. I got a aqua aura quartz. I got aquamarine, my birthstone. There's a lumerian seed quartz. And topping it all off is a small glob of moldavite. That's a bit of space rock. Um, yeah. So I wiped it. Wrapped it all in copper and silver, and just got it hanging by my heart, just bringing good vibes out. So we're on the threes right now. So, you, so uh, Dave has been traveling for three years. You worked for three years at a ski resort in Montana. Is that correct? Colorado. I'm from Montana, but I was working in Colorado. In Colorado. Copper Mountain. Correct. Copper Mountain. You got the copper to represent that from here on forward. Yeah. You know, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And then to my right, we have Sydney Fisher. Hey. What's up? How's it going? Good to see you. I know. We saw we saw each other briefly there at uh, Co-op Gas Station. Yeah. Co-op, by the way, is, I don't know if you know this, they actually sponsor this show. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I love Co-op. They're always super awesome. Well, at the gas station. I mean, they're always awesome. Which is, you, you, don't, have to, you don't have to say that, but, you I'm know. Gonna it. I'm going to say <laughs> it. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> We do have a co-op gift card trivia question coming up. I'm very excited about that, and I've pretty much formulated the question at this point. I'm pretty much there, so stay tuned. You'll have a chance to win yourself a $25 gift card. That's part of a whole sponsorship deal I'm pretty excited about, so we're going to get there. But but first of all, Sydney, what have you been up to since I saw you at Shambhala? Um, kind of a bit. Pretty much right after that, uh, I moved back to Montana and um, just worked for a bit uh, and saved up enough money 
for about eight months and then I took off to Nicaragua for a month um oh you actually did that yeah it was awesome it was uh my first it was my first like time traveling by myself I guess so it was really cool um it was I don't know that's amazing yeah it was I'm so jealous right now yeah it was really easy to do, I guess. I mean, um, my uncle gave me this advice where he told me to just pick a date on the calendar and just go. It doesn't matter like how much money you have, what's going on in your life. You just go on that day. And that's what I did. Well, you kind of have to have like, enough at least, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat enough. Somewhat enough. Did you go with like a crew or no, just, just, me. just by yourself? Mm-hmm. And Wow, was that daunting, to, like planning it out, being like, geez, you know, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this off? Yeah, there was definitely uh, times where... I questioned whether or not I wanted to do it, how safe it would actually be. Um, it was really tough for me to decide whether or not I actually wanted to go for it, but in the end, I, I guess I did. So. Just Montana sucked so much, you decided to <laughs> just go off to... Maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Montana's beautiful, but I'm just, yeah. That's down sweet, to see other places. Well, it's, it's sweet that you could drop by. Uh, we'll, we'll have more conversations. I just wanted to kind of introduce you first and foremost here. Please stay tuned. More to come. But for now, we're going to interlude with a lovely little Matthew Vaughn track, Tide Change, and then go into a song called It's uh, Follow Me, Made in the Dark, and Be Hasame. <laughs> Tangerine 
Rumi, Mid in the Dark, and Be Hasme. We're going to keep that same vibe going before we bring it back to studio with the Dead Mouse track called Chimera. Tosca.
chill track kind of ambivalence and mysterious in a way and you never know how the evening's gonna go and that certainly is true tonight I'll say I started out with 
a show that was of the you know European traveling bum variety describing a you know a, an interaction with a Stella McCartney fashion show and that that didn't end up panning out I had a guest mix DJ lined up and that's got bumped till next week so that's something that you can look forward to is a pretty ghetto uh, ch- but still chill mix coming up next week on the frequency horizon so do tune in um, but in the end I ended up with not one, two, three, four, five, six, but now seven guests, travelers all, here in Tofino because they want to be in this energy, and I'm glad they have chosen to stop by the Frequency Horizon. And first of all, we have, this is Dia. How are you nice doing to today? You. I'm yeah. fine, thanks. We're, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take a, a stab at your last name. So it's try. a Clodersen. 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 <laughs> She's half German, half Norwegian, basically all the way from Styril, Norway. I've had, a f- I've had a Finnish journalist on this show before. Very good. But never, uh, never a Norwegian. Not how does similar. It f- how does it feel to be the first uh, Norwegian guest on oh, the Frequency I'm Horizon? I'm excited with it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, how long have you been in Tofino for? Uh, since one and a half week, I crossed Canada from St. John to Tofino. I hitchhiked to Canada. How long did it take you? Three months. To that's hitchhike? the time I had, yeah. So I made it in time. That's pretty sweet. Heading home tomorrow, though. Oh, no. Yeah. Tear. It's time. Mm-hmm. Well, time to get back. <laughs> hopefully you find this is a fitting into your journey. And then right next to you, we have... What's your name? Uh, Nick. Nick Mabin. That's right. From Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> he's simply in Canada. He's been simply in Canada for four days, but traveling for nine weeks so far. Yeah. What's uh? What 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 caused you to want to come up to Canada? I mean, you were in the in the states, is that right? I was in the states for uh, nine weeks, and I'd had enough of the states and wanted to come up and see a bit of Canada. So yeah, that's how I'm here. Sweet, enjoying it so far. Yeah, a few friends in Victoria and Vancouver, so I'm going to visit them, and then, yeah, that's the plan. Great, sweet. Well, I I hope that goes well for you. Thanks for stopping into the Frequency Horizon radio show, which, by the way, is now available on iTunes. Please subscribe, write us a review, it'd be sweet. And then right next to you, we have... Charlotte. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Buxton Blue, what a lovely last name. Uh, Thank you very much. Thanks for coming by the Frequency Horizon studios. You're all the way from where? Littleton, New Zealand. Now, how close to, let's say, Auckland would that be? Uh, it's, it's near Christchurch, so it's uh, middle of the South Island on the Banks Peninsula. And they had an earthquake near there, didn't they, recently or uh, a few years it's back? It's been five. It's over five years now, but it's still, <laughs> it's still a big thing back there for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. It's still kind of rebuilding and whatnot. Hey? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm glad you kind of were able to make it out here. Uh, what's, what made you want to travel to Canada? Um, I think I've always been like fond of the mountains and also meeting lots of cool Canadians back home. That always helps to uh, make you want to go to a different country if you've met good people from that country. Yeah, so that's how I ended up here. So we haven't totally just like destroyed our reputation around the globe yet? No. (laughs) Yes. Go Canada. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, I, you know, go. Can, you know, it is Canada Day coming up, so good to reflect on that. Thanks for coming by the Frequency Horizon uh, radio show here at the Tough City Radio Studios. And now, finally, we have a latecomer in Aglaya. Is that right? Oh no, it's Aglaya. Aglaya. Yeah, okay. Okay. Fail. Aglaya Bush. Yeah. Bush. How do you say it? Bush. Bush. Okay. Yeah. Aglaya Bush. 
all the way from the northwestern part of Germany, quite near to Hanover. She's been in Canada since February, but uh, basically is only going to stay in the area f until the end of August, which is kind of sad, but you're going to enjoy every moment, I hope. Oh, yeah, it's really nice and I enjoy, yeah, really every day. It's good. What have you What have you kind of picked up about the way you know the atmosphere of Canada, or what what kind of a you know, you know vibe do you get off being here? I mean, does it seem very different from where you're from, or are there more similarities than differences? Um, it's quite similar, yeah. So especially here in Tofino, so I'm from a small town as well, and it's quite nice. So really chilled and relaxed. But um, the last few months I've been to Vancouver, and yeah, that's more rushed and people are just going crazy. So that's why I'm happy to be here again. <laughs> so we have a few Germans in the house, and in honor of that, I'm going to play one of the best German songs ever written. It's a very uh, important song in the evolution of electronic music, but it's not very well known. It's an old song by Kraftwerk called Tanz Music. And I, th I just think it's a beautiful song, and so I'm going to play it. We've got some thumbs up happening, it's a little dancing already. So here we are, and we're going to enjoy this.
that was uh, Kraftwerk Tan's music, which I'm not sure what Tan's music is, but it's, I'm sure it's something totally beautiful because the song is completely beautiful. And it's pretty awesome. I was just talking with Dia here uh, as that song was playing, and I, I guess this is a song that gets played still to this day all the time in Germany. And in fact, it might as well be called this a song of Berlin in the summer. Yeah, it's a summertime in Berlin. Summertime in Berlin. Summertime in Berlin. It, it has that sort of summery feel. Yeah. You know, you stand outside of a porch with a cold beer in your hand and you have a look at the river and you hear the music and everybody starts dancing in Berlin in the clubs. That's the sound of it. What's what's the river called? What's the Spray. name of it? The what? Spree. The Spree. Spree. Spree River. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I'd say like a lot of people on this side of the globe, when we think of Germans, will think of very punctual, very serious, very like, I don't know, I was thinking, Always thinking in time. Like, Steady hand on the economy, Angela Merkel recently is what people have been thinking about. But you know, when it comes to craft work, you think of you know the very serious, very like technologic songs that they created later, not this like just gorgeous, beautiful track. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it it's something that um, you hear quite often um, in Germany, I guess. So yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, they're awesome live. What uh, when did you get to see them? Maybe four years ago, Sodom and Hamburg, it's a city in the north of Germany. We just got tickets and we flew over from Oslo to Hamburg just to see them. Oh, really? Because they're so good. And, yeah. I mean, they're like classic, right? Like they yeah, you know, it's old school, electronic. Was, did you sort of feel like they were out of, like, did it seem like they were out of touch and kind of trying to keep with it? Or what did it, what did it seem like to be at that concert? They were very touchable. It was a good, because the whole concert had a good vibe. Was a small one, maybe I don't know, 200 people. That's yeah, interesting. That's very good. That'd be like the way to do it: have an intimate concert yeah. with one of the legends of electronic music, right? That's quite nice, yeah. One of the things that has always struck me as being very interesting about Kraftwerk is, uh, in fact, they were way ahead of their time as far as technology, right? They had a song called "I'm the Operator" with the, or like the words were "I'm the Operator" with the pocket calculator. It's a very like um, just technical song, very minimalist. It's where electronic music has sort of gone, but more importantly, look at us these days, we're all controlling social media feeds and everything with a little pocket calculator, aka our phones, so that's something that I've always enjoyed about them. Um, so that's, yeah, thanks for explaining a little bit about that. Now, um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go into this, just change it up a little bit. We've got Rag and Bone Man, it's a song, just came out a few years ago. It's called Life in Her Yet. It's pretty uplifting just because why not just keep on that uplifting vibe and we'll be back in studio with some of our friends. Oh, 
still here fighting Better know there's life in her, yeah Time will take us all And turn us into stone And leaves us with regret And picks up all the threads Hung over fragile bones Let her go Rag and Bone Man with life in her yet. And I'm going to play a track from my man Shane Braunhart. He's probably out there pumping seedlings into the ground, saplings into the ground, as I met him tree planting last year. But he has a oceanic side, you might say. And this song itself he wrote on Gabriel Island. It's called The Ocean Breathes. It's full-on frequency horizon.
the track that reminds us that the ocean breathes. It's Bronhard. Hope you're out making tons of cash because I know you're pumping into the ground like crazy and uh, you don't party as hard as you do work. So good luck. This one next one up here we got called Sun by Tudor Cinema Club. The Weekend, WKND. Pretty sunny, sunny vibes because the sun did come out. Wasn't that nice? It's pretty intense to go from that emerald color all around to blue and pink.
Tofino, 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 Tofino. That was Two Door Cinema Club and Weekend with Sun. Nice little fun little ditty. I think I've played that on the show before, but thought I'd bring it back because it's of that epic caliber for summer sessions. So here it is. Now it's time for that fun part of the night, the part where you get a chance to win a $25 gift card to the one and only Co-op. Tofino Co-op. You're at home here. Love that slogan. Love the commercials that we play on this show. Made it myself with a little bit of elbow grease and uh, you know uh, synthesizer work. So you know when you hear those uh, ads for you know the co-op gift cards or sorry for the um, the co-op memberships. Glad to say I made one of those and uh, hopefully we'll be making some more ads coming up. But uh, for now, skill testing question. We have. It's been suggested by one of my neighbors. Um, and I heard this suggestion again, so I think it is a good question. I personally didn't know the answer. I had to look it up. But it is a seminal question as far as the development of Tofino is concerned, and that is, when was the road originally put into Tofino? This is a road that we've all traveled, unless we flew here, but most people who have made the journey have come by land, quite a few. Know what it's all about. When was this road put in? If you have the answer, you're going to get yourself a $25 Tofino co-op gift card. Just stop by the studio, 381 Main Street, across from the Shore Building, before the end of the show, to claim the prize if you get the answer right. Thanks so much. Here we have Spam Pipe. The main king, this comes as a recommendation from a podcast, the Jules Progcast, because, you know, we're on that German tip right now. Why not uh, continue the vibe of... A style of music that originated out of, in, in some ways, out of Germany. So here's a newer track with some older inklings in mind. Thank okay.
Jam Pipe with Meme King. And if you want a chance to win a $25 co-op gift card, just answer the question, when was the road to Tofino originally put in through the mountains between Port Alberni and the coast? Come down to 381 Main Street. Join us here in Tough City Radio Studios to answer the skill testing question. Or if you want, you can give us a call at 250-725-4443 for Tough City Radio. We'll get you on the air and sort out how you can get your gift card if you win. Hey, so we're back in studio, and uh, I'm going to get it right this time, Aglaya. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Was right. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah, thanks thanks again for, for coming by. Um, I was just wondering, you know, it sounds like you're taking a little bit of a break from your studies and, and what you want to go into. Sports medicine. Yeah. What, what is it about something about that that really interested you originally? Um, so it's, yeah, just quite fascinating how the human body works and um, also after injury how fast pe people can yeah, play again or go out and have some fun and that's actually the most yeah the best thing <laughs> all right so we we have a caller on the line sorry to interrupt with a, hopefully answering our skill testing question you're on the air. Hello, hey, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. Who do we got here? Uh, Doug uh, from Vancouver, visiting. Loving your uh, radio station, by the way. Doug from Vancouver, just just here for a visit, not here to stay. No, just here for a few days to enjoy the beach and the weather, and yeah, um, uh, calling in to see if uh, anybody answered that Tofino question. Well, you called pretty quick, so the not yet. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. I hope uh, you know. Hope you've been enjoying the randomness of the Frequency Horizon Radio Show. Will you, will you be in Tofino for long yourself? No, just for another couple of days. Uh, we were just downtown having dinner, and we saw your radio station uh, across the street, and I've been listening to it uh, ever since, and it's really good. Sweet. So, you know, one of the things that and you, did you drive here yourself? Yes, we did. So you drove here. You know a little something about the trivia question in the sense that you've traveled this road at least once in your life. How was the drive first and foremost? Well, actually, sadly, we got here a few days ago and there was an accident on the highway. So we were, we were trapped on the highway for about five hours uh, while they were fixing it up. But uh, And that's uh, one of the, the key things about it, right, is that it's this windy road. For anyone that's that flew in on one of these lovely float planes or... You know, um, I guess that'd be the, the only other kind of option there. You know, it is a fun drive, but it can also be treacherous. And sadly, there was some some uh, mishaps that, that have happened there recently. I know of at least two, sad to say. Um, but originally, it was constructed, uh, I believe, to get the logging done on the island. It was a big economic driver. Do you have the answer to our skill testing question? When was this road put in? Well, I think the answer to that question is, drumroll please. Wait, wait, we have drums here. We have drums. Someone, someone hit the drums, please. There we go. Yeah. And the, t and the cymbal. Okay, what, let's hear it. 1959? 1959. This is from tofino-bc.com. A long-awaited logging road was punched through the mountains between Port Alberni and the coast. The earliest 
road uh, travelers eager to reach the ocean could only use the logging road. And then later on, in the 70s, it was paved. So you got yourself a $25 gift card. Uh, stay on the line. We're going to be back in the studio in a, in a minute here. But uh, yeah, stay on the line. We'll play a track. And this is Pacific Horizons. What a p- particularly amazing track. Witches of Ca- Castanedia. Castanida. There you go. Just hang on the line here. We'll be back for more in studio.
full-on chill sesh here, Tough City Radio Studios, Frequency Horizon. This is what we're all about, bringing people together through the power of the radio waves and groups like Pacific Horizons and tracks like Witches of Castan Ada, which I may never learn the actual way it's pronounced. But uh, we were interrupted with our lovely gift card giveaway, which was pretty stoked on. Uh, from uh, a lovely conversation as well with Aglaya Bush, uh, just to remind you guys, she's from Germany. Um, hey, so yeah, it was just just actually kind of with the Olympics coming up and everything else. You hear a lot on uh, the news about athleticism and everything else, and I just was wondering what it is you're looking forward to about you know being able to be part of that, uh, I guess, industry or whatever. Um, yeah, so actually, I would love to go towards the sports medicine direction and actually do something like hands-on with the athletes. Um, I think it's pretty cool what they can do with their body and with their whole performance. And um, Well, that's yeah, that's interesting. You see yeah. it as a performance almost, right? Like yeah. There's a performative aspect to, you know, athleticism, right? Yeah. And... Um, for me, I was thinking about that at, when I was at yoga tonight, right? And and they were talking about how there's certain poses that you can do in yoga that are better if you're recovering from different things. Yeah. Is, is that the sort of thing that you study? Um, yeah, kind of as well, yeah. So actually it's um, basically of everything a little bit. So from sports medicine to biomechanics to sports pedagogic. But um, this is quite uh, interesting for me as well. And I would like to um, specialize myself a little bit more in yeah, the performance and therapy and what you could do after injury. That's kind of, I guess, a key part of, you know, what kinesiology here at least would be about, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just how you can make athletes better, but how you can kind of keep them in top form, right? Yeah. So. What do you think about the fact that they're trying to kick out all these, you know, the Russian teams from, from playing? I mean, is that, that's a pretty hot issue right now. Yeah. Um, do you think that that's smart for them to do it because they can clean it up then? Or do you think it's not fair to the athletes? Um... Well, it's both a little bit because um, I think doping is quite popular in every kind of um, high-performance sports. And um, so nearly everyone is doping, I think so. But um, it's also that the society wants to have this always a new record. And that's a lot of pressure for the athlete as well. So, yeah, it really depends on how you see it because <laughs> to me like I get it that people are gonna they're gonna take what they can to improve their performance yeah whether it's getting healthier whether it's trying to be at the top of their game whether it's you know pushing them to new I guess levels of consciousness that helps them to understand better what's going on or visualize you know make quick decisions uh, mm-hmm. is there do you you know you're studying the sports medicine do you feel there's a line that becomes blurred between, you know, what you do to help people with different medicine and then performance-enhancing drugs? Is that something that you talk about in your studies in that? Um, yeah, a little bit. Not that much, but, um, yeah, it's 
always, I think, good to to have your own view and to have your own point to say. Um, I think that's now good for the athlete, or it's on some point, yeah, it's just drugs and not making anything better. Well, you know, hopefully they get it sorted out because, you know, I mean, it'd be, it's you like to think that these people are on top of their game, you know, you, that yeah. they're, you know, that you're watching humans, yeah, yeah. not robots that we've created through some type of a medical concoction, right? Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it's pretty sweet, you know, to be excited about something like that. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing a little bit about that. We've got, uh, we've got Doug. Robert has dropped by the studio. He's the guy that got the, the question right here, skill testing question. Thanks for joining in the, uh, the co-op promotion. Enjoy the $25 gift card. And uh, I hope you have a good trip home to Vancouver. It sounds like you're not going to get to stay around, which is too bad, but maybe one day you get to come back, hey? Thank you. Thank you. All right, so here we're going to play Romulus, Take Me Away. Produced by Drip133. It's a pretty deep track. Why not? Let's let's go there. The, the light's dying, and this is in honor of my friend Brianne. She's been going through some stuff, and the, the, I found it on SoundCloud, and it was hashtag death. Was a, I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, you know, it, it's a pretty intense track. I wanted to play it, and uh, then we'll we'll be back in studio here.
that was Romulus, take me away. And sometimes you do feel that way. And like it's, it's nice to, on that back half of the show, to really deep in, dip into those deeper strains because, you know, I love the bouncy house. I love the, you know, the ambient that's on the level. But sometimes let's just think about that contemplative stuff. And, you know, not a bad segue, you know, on that level to another contemplative talk. I know it's been all over the airwaves recently, but it's interesting being in a place like Tofino to hear about what's going on in Europe, about, you know, questioning whether Britain should be in the European Union. Now they decided not to be in the European Union through a referendum, and that's a democratic process, and now, you know, ideally they're going to honor and whatnot. But, um, you know, here we are in Tofino, where there's so many Europeans coming through. Look how many we have here, just in Tough City Radio Studios right now. And I wanted to start talking to an Englishman himself. Now, that's Dave McKay. As we said before, he's from Bedford. So that's not, we're not talking about London here, so this could be an interesting perspective. But Dave, if you lift up that microphone there, why don't you tell me how you feel to be here in Tough City Radio Studios and hear that you got Brexit happening, Britain's exiting the Euro. Yeah, to be honest, when I found out, it was a bit of a shock. I don't think, I don't really think anybody completely expected it. I think the polls before it happened suggested that it was, wasn't going to happen and it's put a lot of people really by surprise, especially I think the younger generation have been absolutely shocked by it. In a good way, right? I think so, yeah, because I think it really sort of highlighted how much a lot of people wanted to stay and why they see it as a good thing. But I think everybody was... The, the, I don't think I've ever seen the country more divided and more people's opinions coming out about anything. The Scottish referendum that happened before or anything like that. Like This is like really, you'd say, based on what you've seen, this is the one thing that's kind of tipped the scales on a lot of, is- on a lot of issues, eh? I think absolutely. Because I think with the Scottish one, I think when it came down to it, I think the fact they didn't go through, because I think... Maybe controversy, but would suggest that they perhaps saw the benefit of staying as part of the UK. And I think, for some reason, with the EU one, it was completely lost. So it's been, I think, for a lot of people, a bit of a shocker. And I think some of the results and some of the news that's coming out afterwards suggest that people didn't maybe know exactly what they were voting for, which is also a bit of a worry. Well, I mean, you know, whether people like they're they're voting out of anger or whatever, right? Like that's one thing. You're not knowing what's going on, blah blah blah. But um, you know, I was being a bit facetious a minute ago when I said, like, you know, you know, that's a good thing, right? Because the me- all the media coverage that I've heard from here on this side of the waters is, you know, it's a bad thing, right? But there is a very popular perspective, I would imagine, especially in a place like maybe Bedford. I could totally be wrong, but I would think in a, you know, a smaller place than a London or something like that, you're going to have a lot of people that say, look, we got it pretty good. We got to put up the walls now and, you know, be a little bit more isolationist. Otherwise, we're going to be overrun with you know, whatever, refugee, I think that was the, one of the issues, refugees, are these people going to take our jobs? I mean, do you see, do you hear these fears coming up? Do you think it was fear that motivated, uh, you know, uh, this, this decision based on your experience of what you've seen from there? I think so. I mean, there was, I mean, even when, like, the Prime Minister came in initially, he'd talked about it, but it all been kind of swept under the rug a little bit. But I think with a lot of the, I think with a lot of what was happening in Europe, a lot of the, the immigration side of things, although leaving the EU should, in fact, in terms of immigration, only affect EU workers, so that's probably the, the one decision, but I think it's because I think with the influx into Europe, it just gave people an excuse maybe to something to kind of join on to, if anything, rather than maybe what 
what the actual issue was. It's it's so interesting to look at it as almost like a power struggle, or you know, you see those dynamics. Like at the end of the day, you know, the the people that promote this kind of a, a dialogue, oh, we need to get out of the EU. You know, like it's it's all highfalutin and this power struggle. But at the end of the day, I'm curious to know what are you hearing from your friends back home. Um, most of my friends back home are pretty shocked by it. I think they they don't like the perception that how they're now seen in, in the world. I've had like messages from friends who've been travelling in Europe and they just feel the need to apologise to pretty much everybody that they've they've met because they just don't like the view that you know people will now see people uh, British people as different. I mean traditionally we've always been sort of you know sort of big travellers. We like to get around and, and meet people and now all of a sudden we're kind of creating this view that we're quite isolated. Um, we I think a lot of people are quite worried about the future in particular because I suppose with the EU we kind of knew what was going to happen like economy we know what the EU does for us and all of a sudden we're kind of on our own now and if we go out of that we don't really know what it's going to do so there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of worry a lot of unknown so I think I think we have to see really what happens I think it's it reminds me a little bit of when the US decided to go this is a terrible comparison, but it does remind me a little bit about when the, the, the U.S. decided to go to war with Iraq. And that was sort of like the U.S. deciding to be unilateral, not really act with the international community. And you're hearing some of the similar kind of things right now, like, oh, Britain's kind of going off on their own. And even today when they had to, you know, uh, David Cameron ended up meeting with you know, the leaders of the, the EU and whatnot, including... Germany's uh, Angela, Angela Merkel, you know, you heard this kind of story of, geez, you know, Britain, like, don't don't screw us around, you know what I mean? Like, don't... Uh, it, it did seem like people in the rest of Europe have a different opinion of Brits, or at least something's shifting, and I, I just was wondering, Aglaia, if you sort of felt that, if you've heard any of these kind of echoes from your friends, like, is this going to change the, the perspective of Britain from, from your friends and back in Germany? Um... Yeah, I think so, because it's um, what uh, Britain has done is kind of a beginning of falling apart, because we were all born and raised in peace, and uh, now this when someone is leaving this union, it's uh, what is coming next, so if, if, it's, yeah, if other um, countries are following this direction or not, and um, in Germany it's also, yeah, quiet topic you know it's funny because to be honest I was a bit confused I honestly didn't think that Britain was part of it in the first like I honestly thought they were not part of the eurozone I I thought they thought they were too good in the first place to be part of it and I think the perception that I had of that was just being in France and like the fact that there was the euro and the euro was like everywhere but Britain still had the pound you know what I mean so like I, I I I think they'll be good with the, I think they'll be all right you know do you think that it will create any kind of uncertainty for people who maybe would have liked to work in Britain um, yeah probably but I'm not sure um, if they how they're going to handle this then um, as one of the main topic was that they don't want to have um, other people who are not Britain in their country, then it's probably going to be a problem. Um, Do you think it would, like, let's say you wanted to practice sports medicine in Britain, does this, would this affect in any way the ease with which you could get a job in, in Britain, or would there be any, would this cause you any second thoughts about that, or is it really, at the end of the day, it works out to about the same? 
yeah, probably it, it is because I still have to get a certain work visa, and yeah. It's too early to tell, you know, interesting to see what comes up. I just thought it was funny. I personally did an informal poll of several, like, like older kind of, um, older Brits or Europeans that I thought were Brits, possibly. Very informal, I stress this poll was. And uh, there's only three people. Two of them were vehemently, like, disappointed in what they saw happening in their country. The third person could not speak English, so we'll just we'll just chalk them up. We'll say maybe they're in support of, you know, re remain. I don't know or leave. But either way, you know, the people that come to Tofino, they're international minded, so that didn't surprise me too much. But uh, as someone who you know believes in maybe I don't want to say breaking down borders, but connectivity, right? It is kind of a bit troubling, and it was interesting to talk with you guys about it. So thanks for sharing your thoughts. Let me get back into another track. This one here is Druid Cloak, The Poultice. Kind of a fun little electronic one here to carry us on into the night. And we have a little bit left with the Frequency Horizon before the end of the show. Thanks for sticking with us. Hang tight. show's been news heavy so far but we're gonna keep the news coming with Drew Cloak in the background I'm gonna bring you up to the minute on Tofino Council news so just a couple of interesting things that are happening here in the Tofino community number one proactive enforcement of short-term rentals so what happened today at Tofino Council the regular council meeting the council chambers are just not too far away from the Tough City Radio Studios started at 10 a.m. We had a discussion about moving towards proactive enforcement of unlawful short-term rental uses. What that means is that there's a bylaw, there are you know staff workers that are keeping an eye on vacation rentals and everything else that are not paying their fees, that are operating illegally, and that's kind of the general impression is that we want people to come, but we also want them to stay in licensed facilities so that we take care of them. So while there's not extra money being delineated for that, there's a current budget in place. So, I mean, it's not that expensive. Just go get the license. Like, not a big deal. We're making tons of money anyways. So, you know, get that under control. Otherwise, you might get a neighbor 
you know, calling calling you in. So that's that's on the books. Now, the next thing that did happen there, we had the Community Economic Development Advisory Committee. They're moving forward with the Seasonal Worker Housing Action Plan. This is phase two, and the plan is moving in the direction, basically, of possibly hiring a businessman to move, move forward with some type of authority, some type of an organization that will work towards building worker housing because, you know, a lot of people are living in their cars. A lot of people like that, but a lot of people don't. And uh, maybe it doesn't make them the best workers if they're, they don't have a place to shower in the morning or they're getting $200 tickets from bylaw because they park too close to the fire hydrant and all they're trying to do is survive and serve people that have a lot more money than they do. So, you know, it's obviously interesting that they're, they're looking at a solution, although it is maybe half a million dollars, I think was the phrase I heard, um, that they're talking about that they'd have to plan to spend just to kind of come up with the plan and sort of a little ways out from now, but at least they're talking about it. So that's another thing that's going on. One thing that did come up that's really nice to hear is that Councillor Barrett brought up the idea of, you know, we need to have guidelines for establishing a public art advisory committee, and this advisory committee is going to decide what to do with art. So it's been on the books for a while. We'll, we'll see if that does move forward, um, but it was talked about today because basically the District of Tofino does set aside about $10,000 every year for public art, and that's going to build up to something impressive if we do it right. So let's hope we do it right. One of the first things I did today was I went across to what I thought was a garage sale. In fact, it was a fundraiser for Brenda Tom. Now, Brenda Tom is a community voice who has been dealing with some serious issues. She needs a double lung transplant and is 25th on the list. But guess what? She got the call. She's been bumped up to first. Now the fundraising has begun. So the community of Tyastanis has been doing walks. There's, as I mentioned, like tabletop, uh, you know, sales, fundraisers, giveaways, raffles. These kind of things are underway. So if you want to help support Brenda, call 250-725-8966 to donate. That's Grace and Eddie. I'm not sure which one will pick up the phone because that's their home number. That's 250-725-8966. Or if you want to reach them on your cell, their cell is 250-726-8004 because, you know, we all want to see the best for Brenda. And uh, I've seen quite a bit of community upwelling of support happening. So please think about it. All right. So here we're, we're reaching the end of the show. And, and this has been one of my favorite shows that I've, I've ever done. You know, surprises left, right, and center. This is what the Frequency Horizon is all about. But it all started somewhere. And it started with moving to Tofino. It started with hearing the magical airwaves of Tofino and Yuki Radio underway one day after another of visiting. And uh, that's something that I actually had talked with Sydney about here. Now, Sydney, yeah. 
You you used to live in Ukulet. Yeah, I did last year. What a tr- what a tragedy you had to leave, hey? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was, actually. <laughs> and I'm here now, and that's all that matters. So. You know what? High five. Yeah. Solid. That was a solid high five, first of all. Um, you know, do you remember that when you when we were listening to UQ Radio there? Uh, to UQ Radio? It was when you, when you were listening, we were listening to UQ Radio. Oh, yeah, at my house. And we were having, like, a, I believe it was some type of amazing, like, cheese from Courtney. It was some amazing dinner. Oh, yeah. No, we made... Uh, what did we make? We made ch- pizza, I pizza. think. Pizza? I think we did, because I remember making cheese. I remember cheese. the cheese part. I feel like it wasn't pizza, but I don't remember what it was. It okay. was something amazing. There's something involved with cheese. There was like definitely some quality quality cheese. Um, mm-hmm. So, which is a very European, by the way. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, and w- in the background was playing Ukulele Radio, Yuki Radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> do you remember what you said to me? Not quite, but... You're like, you'd probably move here. Because I wasn't living in Tavino at the time, or Yuki. And you said, you'd move here just for the radio, oh, wouldn't yeah. you? yeah, I do remember saying that. <laughs> well, I remember the conversation, yeah. Were you serious when you meant that? Yeah, I think so. Because I remember <laughs> like thinking that it was music that I remember you talking um, about when you lived in Courtney and I remember thinking I knew that you were into journalism and I was like wow like this is super awesome music and um, I also remember like when I first moved there I was really stoked on the radio station because back home we they don't play so awesome music and um, I was really stoked that they had a good radio station or I thought it was good at the time you know I mean it's still good but yeah of uh, course it's good but so frequency rise better is better just yeah kidding. yeah no but I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to shout out Yuki radio because they're doing awesome things down there and I want to keep I want to see them do like continue to do amazing because mm-hmm. you know there's a lineup of people that some of them have been on my show um some of them hopefully will again be on my show in the future. They've let me on their, their radio waves there to promote my show. Like, it's pretty sweet. And uh, you guys should all tune in to 99, 99.5 when you do go down to Yuki. Um, it might be 95.5, but I'm pretty sure it's 99.5 Yuki um, Radio. You can actually get a live stream. Uh, you can also listen to us on the live stream, Mixler, MIXLR.com slash tough-city-radio, but there is one on Ustream for Yuki, too. Just want to get that out there because, you know, let's, we got to build this this team as a whole, you know? And uh, I just wanted to bring that up that that was, you know, how this journey started. But um, so how does it feel now to, to actually be on the radio? Well, it's kind of wild. Like, I feel as if, um, well, it's really cool. Not a lot of people can make their dreams come true or, you know, you had a you had a goal and you really strive for it. So I'm really stoked for you. Like I don't know, this is just super awesome that you made you put this together. One show at a time. Well, tonight, as far as I'm concerned, you guys put this together. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's how this is. You know, like if I didn't go to yoga today, this wouldn't have happened. If I didn't see you at you know co-op the other day, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Like who knows, right? Like yeah. And that's kind of the whole mantra behind I'm sure I've explained this to you before but my whole like frequency horizon thing it's like you don't know what frequencies are going to come across your horizon you know so like today when I went surfing like like I didn't know what the waves are going to be like you know and, and you just kind of have to go out and be okay with that and you know be accepting and have, have as much fun with it as you can right because let's face it we're not dealing with like giant waves here these days right yeah 
So, but have you ever wanted to be on the radio before? When I was when I was little, I really wanted to be a DJ on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like choose all the music and uh, yeah. I mean, I still kind of like that idea now. So, what what was your like impression of what a radio DJ was? Where did that come from? Um, I think I remember watching that '70s show. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember there was this episode where uh, one of the characters got on a radio station and it was really fun and they're all having a good time and I just remember, um, yeah, I was pretty young watching that and I was really stoked on it and and I've always always had all these different types of music kind of come into my life, like um, just growing up with the diversity of it and I just always kind of wanted to share it, so... But I know it seems like there's a lot more to radio than that. and But, yeah. I mean, cool. at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, right? Is like awesome you music. put out frequencies that hopefully people connect with, right? Yeah. And whether it's music, whether it's talking. I mean, I'm still just trying to figure it out myself, right? Like, there's this whole other, like, podcast dynamic that's now come into it where, like, you know, there's millions and millions of people that will listen to This American Life or Serial or you know, the Joe Rogan podcast, like, talk about anything, and so there's this whole, which is sort of completely separate from what we think about as, you know, being in Courtney and listening to the mix Top 40 radio, it's like, like, I'm doing ads on my show, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's really important to, uh, you know, to make sure that the show content is, you know, it it's something unique and interesting because otherwise, like, what are people gonna gonna tune in for, right? So it's not just like, oh, let's play the mix hits or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, what would be your like ideal radio show if you could do one? So, um, I would have uh, a very diverse mix of music, like I said. Um, I would try to cover as much ground as I can because I know that like not a lot of people like the music that's playing you know what I mean like on the radio lots of people just kind of tune it out so uh, I try to get every genre I could um maybe throw some news in there I like this idea where everybody just some random not random people but all these people just come in and start talking about whatever but um I'm not really too sure I just know that it would mostly be music based so oh that's sweet yeah I'd love to see if you did one at one point wherever in the world, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, and it probably depends on place too, right? I think that a radio show like I'm doing right now mm-hmm. sort of makes sense in Tofino. And it would make sense for people not in Tofino to listen to it because it's in Tofino. But this particular show, like, whether or not this specific format, like talking about surfing all the time, whether yeah. that would make sense in the middle of Alberta or, you know, m- you know Minnesota or wherever possibly germany but who knows right like it's all kind of about time and place and you know i'm sort of like figuring it out as i go right so yeah hopefully hopefully there's listeners out there tuning in hopefully you know they want to check out the podcast which by the way is frequency horizon on uh, itunes i'm trying to start that up like to see because it'd be sweet to like get um people that want to tune in from other places because they want what they want that tofino experience you know like it's kind of like, uh, what is that one station in Seattle, uh, KEXP, or exactly. like, yeah, or like in Vancouver, the CITR. Like I listen to that one, I feel really like I'm missing those cities, or when when I want to, you know what I mean? Which is sweet, by the way. Like I just got um, Tofino Radio, Tough City Radio is now on the TuneIn app. Like, that's a radio streaming app. I'm sure there's other ways to connect with it. Like, for example, that's how I listen to C- CITR 
or KEXP or whatever, like yeah. I listen to it through the TuneIn app on my phone. And it's sweet because if you go on TuneIn app right now, if you have that, and then you just go to like, like if you're into Fina, you have location services turn on and you just hit local, it will actually show Tough City Radio as the oh, top man. option, which is sweet. We got like 13 like listen, simultaneous listeners at one point like last week. Like I assume due to that, like which nice. is like whether or not like it's something people will continue to do. Like at least you're giving them the option, right, to have that experience. Like um, if they're missing Tofino, at least you're providing a solution, right? So yeah, I don't know. just something. Hopefully, you know, if you're if you go back to um, Montana, you know, maybe you'd be maybe. missing Tofino, and then you could you could listen to this this station. But yeah. uh, you think you'll stay here for a while? I'm not really too sure. Uh, I maybe it's tough to answer that question to be honest with you uh, <laughs> I yeah I don't know this I'd like to but there's just so many there's uh, so many more places to see yeah so I'm going to end with this track this is the Frequency Horizon Extravaganza this is a track that I might have played on my show before but actually I kind of don't think so because I think I've been like actually waiting to play it until you came on the show oh I was like, sweet i knew you'd come on the show at some point for real uh-huh That's and awesome. it's called um montana oh it's by Tycho. okay but this is the christopher willits remix of it it's uh it's an eight minute track so we're gonna allow that to soothe you into the rest of your evening uh, i just want to plug you know please if you can like it'd be sweet if you could go and download um uh, subscribe it's totally free subscribe to the frequency horizon podcast on itunes just honestly this is like a little app on your iphone it says podcast just go in there search frequency horizon and write a review and give it like a rating or whatever because that's what helps other people like who are possibly in montana find this podcast so i'm gonna play this track and you know thanks for coming guys